Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. I'm the one called Junior. And today's sponsors are EBXY and Adam Stone. So, uh, it's been a fantastic week. Um, <laughs> well, certain things happened and didn't happen, so, uh... I'm going to kind of update you without updating you. So recently we've had some things happen with one of our um, hosts, Tyler, to be more exact. And uh, he's hopefully going to be back in the next episode. But, um, yeah, I'll say, say most, I'll, I'll just say that. And I'll leave the rest up to, um, I'll leave it up to him to tell you. But with that said, today, it's another one of just me and Austy Poo. We're here. Yes, sir. We're ready to record today. We're feeling good. We're feeling nice. Um, <laughs> but before we get into today's episode, I want to say and shout out again. Thank you to those 41 subscribers. You guys are amazing. You guys are always listening. And uh, thank you for your support. It means the world. Um, every like, too. We're seeing constant like ratios. Even if it's just one, you know who you are. Thank you so much. So, uh, yeah. So I just want to give a shout out to you guys. And if you're listening and you're new or you're, you know, constantly coming back, you know, hit that subscribe button and that notification bell if you're on YouTube. And remember, we're on many different platforms so if you want to listen to us besides youtube and you want to drive you want to do something and use your phone and not have to keep the video up we are on actually soundcloud spotify and itunes uh just so you guys know and free to follow again it's all free um mostly ad free i mean we do have our sponsors but uh yeah so please please listen up and it would be absolutely fantastic if you guys give us a follow. And again, we're on Instagram and Twitter. So please follow us on there to get all your updates. And I know sometimes we're a little bit wonky with it. But, uh, you know, we're indie. We're getting things working. We're getting things going. We had a social media individual. But unfortunately, uh, they are no longer on the podcast with us. So... Austin, you know, the uh, Valentine's Day did pass. And listen, I know we talked about pressures of Valentine's Day, the light pressures, but there's there was a pressure that I forgot about that me and me and you were talking about. And uh, you ever just scroll through Facebook or Instagram and you you have these girlfriends and you you run against their how would you say Instagram page and you see them say, you know, they're talking about Valentine's and they're there's, they start saying this. Well, my man did not ask me to be his Valentine and I am upset. And I think all girls should have their man ask him to be their Valentine. And, uh, I'm going to say this with, as uh, others say, with peace and love. 
how do I put this? I think it's stupid. Okay. <laughs> I think it's cringy. I think it's dumb and all sorts of mess. And anytime I see that post, I laugh. I'm not going to lie. I laugh. I, I Again, with peace and love. I, I, you know, I love you guys out there, but uh, gals, I mean, but I think it's stupid. Uh, Austin, what are your thoughts? Am I the only one here? No, you're not the only one. I completely agree. I think this is so stupid. And one of the things I saw, I saw this girl. Um, she's on TikTok. I can't Joey something name, but she uh. She's, she's like verified on there, but she was on a podcast and she was telling the guy on the podcast that you absolutely, as a man, have to ask your girlfriend or wife of like 25 years. Like you could be 85 and together, already had kids, they're all grown up and stuff. You still got to ask her. And if you don't ask her, then that gives, by this girl's definition, gives her the right to, if another guy asks her, to accept it and be somebody else's valentine and do a valentine's date with them and i'm sorry but like if i don't ask you does that mean like i have to ask you to be my girlfriend every single day another guy like hey can can i be your boyfriend you can be say like yes like i I just don't i don't see the logic in it like i think it's really stupid i think that's like a middle school high school maybe you like been you're like on dates but you're not like dating or you're like early in the relationship but like you've been together like a year like that's like a one-time thing you ask her to be your valentine one time and then after that she's always your valentine it's like just known is what i think i agree like you know you're making this point like do do you have to ask them to hey uh you know do i have to be you know would you like to be my girlfriend like every time (laughs) I, I see, and it's. I'm not trying to be like, for example, this brute guy and uh, trying to be this person that's saying, oh, like this is all crazy. Like, no, but I, I'm just, I think this particular idea about having to, it's the have to part. Like, what that girl was saying that you're, you're saying on, uh, t- TikTok that is over there saying like you have to no I don't think you have to you don't have to get your girl flowers you don't have to get her chocolates you don't even have to get her card you do it out of the sheer want and will that you generally want to show your affection on that day and show your love Like, for example, I have always been a guy. I don't like celebrating on Valentine's because celebrating it Valentine's on Valentine's Day is an absolute nightmare. Like it the the one time that I did, it was like insane. There was people all over. I mean, you had the the sad couples dressed up going to a Chick-fil-A like <laughs> because they couldn't get reservations and it's last minute and it just it's so much pressure that's not needed in a relationship and i think it's a bit shallow for someone to think like okay well he has to do this for me and ask me to be the valentines if not like he's a garbage guy or like 
he's no good or I'm up for anyone else asking me to be the Valentine. Like, I think that's a very selfish and weird way about going things. Like, I get, like, you want someone to be romantic in such, but I feel like in certain relationships, like, you should be on a level with each other where you understand the guy's, like, affection. Like, there's always different types of affection. Like, so I'm not the type of guy that's going to write a love song or (laughs) write a poem. (laughs) Not going to pull out that car and player a song that you made for valentine's day exactly (laughs) (laughs) you know just uh i'm gonna write you a love song because you have you know (laughs) i don't want to get copyrighted because you know i'm so on pitch but anyway (laughs) 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 um but yeah no like i i'm not that type of person how do i show my affection well i simply I try to tell you how much I like you throughout the year, how much you mean to me. Um, but I also, I'm a gift giver. Like I rather, and I'm not a, I'm not a fantastic gift giver. Cause sometimes like, let me tell you, like, I don't know what to get anybody, but I much rather give gifts than try and write like a love letter or craft something like here's a paper mache heart. Like, you know, like I, I, that's not me. So I think no. the person that I'm with, I expect them to understand that that's my love language, essentially, right? Like everyone has a different love language. You can't expect someone to have the same love language as you all the time. But if you're in a relationship, you guys been together for so long, you should understand. And, and I, I think I, I, and there's one thing I want to point out. And then I'm going to turn this over to you, too, Austin, um, is, like, the idea of, like, why does it just have to be the guy to ask you to be the Valentine? If that's same thing. <laughs> if that's a, an expectation for the male to do, I mean, we're in this uh, generation, right, where we empower women. And in that case, why don't if that's something you want, then why don't you ask him? Like, I think I would appreciate that sentiment if a girl is, if I, if I wasn't into it, right? Like, cause I find it quite frankly, cheesy and just uninteresting and childish. Like, that's just me. Um, not to say that I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. For sure. I will. But it's the idea that I have to ask you to be my Valentine. But anyway, so I would, if she asked me, hey, would you be my Valentine? Of course, I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to be happy, and I'm going to love that sentiment. But why do we have to ask? Yeah, I mean, here's my thing about Valentine's Day. First off, Valentine's Day was just created for businesses to make more money. So it's just, it's like a sneaky way. It's like, it's dumb anyways in my It's that, like, there's already so many expectations on guys in general for valentine's day like most of the time uh, at least in my experiences i can't speak for everybody but maybe you can agree justin but most of the time i feel like a lot of the planning and stuff is on the guy the guy's gotta do something romantic super cool uh he's gotta make sure that reservations 
uh, booked and not end up making a, them go to Chick-fil-A because he forgot to book. Um, like, got to get her, obviously, the flowers. You got to get her the chocolates. Uh, I know but my thing was is I'd get her uh, flowers, I'd get her some chocolates, and I then I'd get her, like, a cute little bear. Uh, and... Like, there's a lot of expectations already, and you want to add another expectation that we have to ask you every single year? Like, sorry, I'm never doing that. Not a thing. Like, I started dating a girl one time. I started dating her the end of November, and I didn't even ask her. I just said, hey, we have plans Valentine's Day. Like, that's all I told her. Like, I, by me telling her that, that was me saying, hey, you're my Valentine. Like, it's just the thing. Oh, like just think it's really stupid and i agree i honestly think it would makes more sense in my head like with how things are going right now with valentine's day or at least in my experience i'm doing all this planning if she wants like that kind of interaction where there's like an asking she should she should take on the put the shoes on and do it like, i i think that would be extremely attractive for a girl to be like hey and I want you to be my Valentine this year. I'd be like, if you bet, I'll be your Valentine. So, like, I, I, I kind of feel like there's already enough expectations on dudes. Um, and I, I don't think, in general, we really don't need to put any more expectations on Valentine's Day anyways. There's already more than enough. And it's already more than a big, big enough headache most of the time. Because it's like, you think about it, like, you really only enjoy like a couple hours of Valentine's Day. Other than that, it's just a pain. You got all the planning. You got to make sure you get the reservations, the stress of it. You, I don't know about you, but I stress the whole time trying to figure out what I'm going to do, where I'm going to take her to eat, all that stuff. So it's like it's so stressful. And then you get like a two-hour enjoyment where you eat your dinner, you deliver your, the gifts and stuff, and then it's like over. Yeah, and then on Valentine's Day too, you're you're being rushed out of your table, so like you can't even sit there and have like a three hour conversation. I don't know about you, exactly. but like when I go to restaurants, I am there to sit there, and I am there for the full fledged experience where I'm gonna have conversation, I'm gonna laugh, I'm gonna relax. I don't need a waitress or waiter trying to push me out because someone needs a table like no like that's not me if i'm paying for a restaurant i'm paying to sit there and talk even if i go out to a fast food restaurant i'm gonna go out if i'm gonna sit in the restaurant i'm sitting there i'm gonna talk i'm gonna have conversation that's a especially mm -hmm. if i'm on a date that's a part of the date i need to it's like a middle ground meeting area that you're getting to know the girl and she's getting to know you or guy like you know uh whichever you prefer it's like that's that's your time for two different people to understand and get to meet each other in a safe spot right because it's in public and stuff like that and if you never talk to the individual really you know you don't know who they are 100 percent um and you're just going on a date so mm -hmm. i i i think it's I don't know. I, it's an important time to just relax when you're at a restaurant. So in Valentine's Day, there's this full rush and push for people pushing you out. And I, it, this gets me into this also, this other topic I've, idea is that I believe in chivalry, right? Like I, I 
like, and I think it is chivalrous to get your girlfriend um, flowers and get her a, a heart, you know, assorted chocolates or whatever chocolates she likes. And, um, and even a card, right? Like, it's a pressure. I don't think you have to, but I think it's chivalrous, too. Like, it's very nice. It's very sweet. But wh- why why does it always have to be the guy? Like, we're in this a society where um, women like, you know, they want to be empowered. They like to be empowered. So in that case, I would offer the sentiment in return just or the opportunity in, in return to say, well, then why not, you know, take the, the reins on asking the guy to be your Valentine or taking him out for Valentine's Day or um, even you proposing to him, asking his parents. I think that's like it's different and it's unique and it's empowering. It should because I know me as a guy it Doing stuff like that generally does make me feel chivalrous and it makes me feel empowered. Like I feel like proud. I feel like, wow. Like I can imagine the time when I asked that special someone to be uh, my wife to be. So Mm -hmm. essentially, but so why not, you know, uh, the female have that same feeling in uh, a relationship? Like I, I, 100% 100% support and push for that to be a thing. Like, I don't know. I, I just, it, when I think about it, like I said, I I just feel that I, I wish that was more of a thing. And, and if it is, because maybe it's just I haven't experienced it, I haven't seen it, I would love to hear uh, your guys' story or how you treat your man or how he treats you. Uh, in the comments, like make this a conversation. I want to hear more and understand more about it. But what are your thoughts on this, uh, Austin? Uh, I think the whole women empowerment movement is awesome, and I think it's it's a good thing. And it probably should have happened a whole lot longer ago. And so I think that like this is a perfect example of something that they could just take. Like that's their thing. This, that's a thing that girls decide that they're going to do. I think that's really cool. It's like I, a lot of things, the getting engaged, most of the time, the guy is the one that's expected to pop the question, you know? Like, guys have all these things. So it's like they, I, I'm perfectly fine with them taking something. And I, I feel like I'm sure there's a lot of girls specifically, or, you know, really into the women empowerment movement. I'm sure there's a lot of girls that, are interested in doing it but it's like in some ways i think it gets shunned a little bit by like mainstream society sometimes like girls taking the reins on certain things but i think that it would be super cool for girls to just kind of like i mean you hear guys all the time talk about it like super attractive when a girl's just like takes charge she's like i'm she comes up to you and she asks you dance or she comes to you and she says you're going to be my boyfriend or you know stuff like that she just like comes to you and she just like takes the reins in a sense of the relationship no matter what kind of relationship it is it could just it could be there are obviously different levels of attraction like you can be like that is a awesomely attractive french friendships level uh quality that somebody can have like you have that one everybody has that one friend that just takes charge 
like handles like planning and stuff and that's like a super attractive quality to have in like one of your friends in your group you know that like takes over something so like i think that it would be really cool for uh us to instead of just kind of uh letting the expectations be the expectations where guys have to do a lot of the stuff on valentine's day or other aspects of the relationship if they just grabbed it by the reins and did it i don't think many guys would complain yeah, and, and it's part of, too, being uh, a part of this generation is that I think for the most part, guys are a little bit more understanding that it's not, like, emasculating to have a girl ask you out. Like, back then, I, that was, like, something that was so big, like, right? Like, oh, my gosh, like, you asked, I mean, she asked you, like, oh, my gosh, like, and you're the guy? What the heck? And... You know, and I, I, it's in certain beliefs that I think guys like do certain things and stuff like that, like, uh, right, like being able to pay the bills and all that stuff. But we're, like I said, we're in a generation that is should be more understanding. And I, yeah, I, you know, like I said, here are the reins, ladies. Take, you know, go ahead. <laughs> you know, make that decision. Ask me out on a date. Like, uh, ask me to be your Valentine. Like, you know, just ask me to be your forever. Like, why not? I think that you should, especially, um, in, in this time and in this society. So with that said, ladies, take control. Don't put so much pressure on guys about valentine's day i i really think that again asking someone to be your valentine when you're like already in a relationship like if i wasn't in a relationship with you and i wanted to be cute and you know like Austin was explaining you know you want to be cute you want to you go to if you're in junior high and you see that cute girl and you you want to ask her to be your valentine i say go for it right I, there's no better thing but to always ask her to be your valentine to me it's cheesy it's played out it's you know not the greatest um what can i say but that's that's our opinion and like i said i want to hear you guys's opinion so drop that in the comments let's have a conversation about it um or even have a conversation amongst yourselves like i i want to know uh, maybe there's something that me and Austin aren't seeing. Maybe we're just too narrow-minded, flathead. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we got that smooth brain. Yeah, in in the vein of Valentine's Day being in February, and February we all know is a cold, forsaken like month. <laughs> Texas has had a lot of uh, snow. Right, and what this is has been well. We America has a lot of snow. We've had what you see the biggest snowstorm in U.S. history. Yeah, it was it was a really big snowstorm, and like uh, I don't know about you guys up there, but uh, in Oklahoma and in Texas, we really don't get a lot of snow. Um, I live in the more northern part of Oklahoma, so I get it a lot more often than people in Texas do. But when we get it, 
uh, it is uh, pretty disastrous. And uh, as we saw down in Texas, it kind of uh, messed them up pretty hard. Uh, took out their power system, basically, or really, really hurt it. Um, and really exposed a lot of flaws. Um, uh, because Texas is, I believe, the only state united states that runs off of its own power grid like it doesn't share it with any other state so uh in all of texas it's having all these issues you know you they can't rely on like oklahoma they're not having the weather oh well can you just like pump some power down to us they can't do that so uh texas was struggling a lot and one of the things i don't know how much you pay attention to it but one of the things that kind of disappointed me uh, and it kind of speaks to how the United States has become as a whole, like our as citizens, is that Texas is going through, they, Texas never gets snow. They aren't prepared for this stuff. What disappointed me was all of these people, especially people who are like influential in like the influencer YouTube, uh, Instagram, you know, like the, social media scene they were like making fun of these people and there was a guy i can't remember his name he's really really big on tiktok specifically and he like basically turned it into a political thing and it was like why can't we just like feel bad for people sometimes you know like why do we have to jerks all the time like i don't know if you saw any of it but it was just to me it's like you Something terrible could happen to like people died in Texas. People literally yeah. died. It was really, really cold. They were not prepared. And like, I get the whole like, they should, they, I can kind of understand people being like, well, they should have been prepared. Well, it's like at the same time, like, it would be like somebody in Brazil having a hundred, uh, uh, bulldozers or whatever, snow plows to, t- Make sure that if they ever got snow, like, I don't know how often they get snow, but I imagine they don't very often. Being like, if they got snow down there and being like, oh, well, they should have been prepared. If you don't get that all the time, like, I kind of feel like waste of money. I know Oklahoma is not one of the wealthiest states, so we really don't have, like, we don't have a lot of snow plows. We don't really have a lot of salt trucks and stuff, so it takes a lot longer for them to fix our roads whenever get ice or stuff like that. Um, whereas like over by you, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, get it every single year, multiple times. And they're just like, well, they already know what to do. They have all of the machinery ready to go so they can knock it out really quickly. It's not as big of a deal, but on here it's a whole lot bigger deal. And it was just, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I was I just kind of feel like it was a little disappointing to see the, reactions people outside of texas had to the uh, situation texas was in i didn't really pay unfortunately too much attention because i i've been doing my best right to stay out of too much social media or too much i don't know of like what's happening on the world to be fair and to be quite transparent i'd like to only keep involved in what's happening for the sake of the podcast because <laughs> we do have this section that uh where we always like to give you guys like up-to-date information like stories or um like in the tech world or 
uh, in the gaming industry or just sometimes just actually um, in business or just news in general. Uh, we have a section for it. So I that's the only real time that I pay attention, which is there is some more important information uh, on Texas that actually showed up in the news, which I kind of want to talk about. Um, because it's, I mean, though serious yet kind of funny at the same time, I guess, you know, um, just like funny in the idea, right? But I don't want to spoil it. We're at 20, we're at 30 minutes. So we're going to cut to our sponsors because it's only an hour episode. So we got another 30 minutes for you guys. So we're going to have both sponsor ads run back to back as opposed to being separate as they normally do. So please stay tuned and enjoy this word from our sponsors. Adam Stone, a unique and talented artist hitting the alternative rock scene. Listen to him as he jams his way into becoming a new hit artist. Listen to Adam Stone singles for free on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can follow your favorite ghost, Adam Stone, on Instagram and Facebook. Link in the description. I often find myself wondering, what's next? What lies ahead? Where do I go? How far will I go? We often think about tomorrow, but what's the point? What's the point of not looking at what we have in front of us? Why not look to the present and be grateful? Why do you run from today? What difference does it make if everything you have today can be gone tomorrow? So I urge you, live for today. Search EBXYA on Amazon today to get all of your XLR cable needs. Link in the description. And we're back from that word from our sponsors. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, links are always in the description down below. So click click the description. Uh, we take you straight to the Amazon page for EBXYA. And we also take you to Adam Stone's link tree. He's got a few. I believe he's also got a social media link to it uh, as well. Some new songs. So you could just click on and listen. Um, so yeah, make sure you check those two out. They are phenomenal individuals. And, uh, again, friendly reminder in May, uh, it's going to be our last month of uploading before we're, uh, on break until season three, which starts in September. So just letting you guys know. All right, just just so you're aware that uh, we're nearing the end of our season uh, in a couple months here, and it's just going by so fast. So I even got to remind myself. 
And again, as always, hit that subscribe button and that notification bell. Uh, and if you're on SoundCloud or Spotify, hit that follow and follow us on our social media. Linktree, again, in the description. But with that said, we were talking about Texas and the idea that Texas has a snowstorm and they have no clue what to do. And I did that for wordplay. So <laughs> um, would you like, you know, also, would you like to tell us about it? So, um, as we were talking about a little bit before, I'm from Oklahoma. So uh, we hear a lot of news, you know, we're a smaller state. Texas is, the, you know, the saying everything's bigger in Texas. Well, apparently, Texas, it's a really big idea and has a lot of steam behind it. Texas wants to leave the United States. This is not the first time that they have talked about this. I believe this time they've actually uh, sent a bill about it to Congress. Well, maybe this is the furthest they've gotten before. Maybe they're like a little more serious than the last few times. But um, uh, I think it's kind of funny um, because of the fact that, if I remember right, in 2012 and believe that's when President Obama was uh, uh, reelected for his second term. Exact same thing happened in a sense. They threatened to leave the United States and blah, 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 blah. Never happened. Years later, uh, they're, they're still with us. So I, I think it's just kind of funny. And I think it's funny that states in general have been doing this. Like I did a little research on it and I guess California 2016 threatened to leave. Um, there was a few other states, I think Washington, Oregon. Um, I just think it's really, really funny uh, that Texas wants to leave o over something, I mean, really as dumb as a... I, it's mainly seated in political beliefs and stuff, and you can say what you want about it. But I, in general, I just think it's a really, really stupid uh, idea to leave the United States because, yes... Texas is big, and yes, they probably could sustain themselves decently. Now, obviously, the snowstorm made <laughs> out something very, very, uh, very, uh, a very big weak point that they probably need to upgrade their uh, electrical system. You know, it's probably a little old. I think most of the United States is, but Texas, I guess, is really, really old system. I don't, I don't know. I just think it's just really, really dumb. I don't see the reason big enough reason behind it because at the end of the day like they leave are they really are all these texans going to have the same quality of when being in the united states because like what they don't realize is there's a lot of things that the u.s does there's grants that they give to the states uh they in a sense they protect Texas, say, if, if Mexico decided they wanted to start a war, the first place they're going to start attacking would be Texas. So if that were to happen, the United States would protect Texas, whereas if Texas decides to leave, it's a little sure we'd pro they'd probably ally with Texas, but like don't have as much uh, skin in the fight. So I don't know. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think about it? I think it's pretty dumb. I think it is really stupid <laughs> like <laughs> I, I think that's the word of the day today <laughs> stupid um it's the best way to describe it i agree with you uh i don't 
I mean, not not again, not to make too light of the situation because there was uh, unfortunately twenty fatalities uh, in Texas, um, as far as I'm aware, uh, that were reported due to the snowstorm. But like this snowstorm, like you told me about this story literally <laughs> before, like the snowstorm happened, and then the snowstorm happens, and they're in mayhem, like. <laughs> And I and I was thinking it would what I'm laughing is just the irony of the situation. That's what's making me laugh is the irony that like Texas would be like, yeah, we can sustain ourselves just fine. Like let's be our own country, and they can't even handle uh, a you know a snowstorm properly without uh, the assistance of of course our U.S. government, which is there's no problem if you're a state like of sure of course i think if you're a state or providence of the u.s you deserve as much help and assistance as the u.s can give you right because you are part of this country but now you know if you're if you're claiming to want to be your own country or be not part associated with the u.s what happens when uh, I don't know, like you're, this, a snowstorm, and what is it? I, I think it was like, uh, who's Ted Cruz? Like, is he the senator, state governor, or something like that? I believe he's, I think he's the, I'm, he's the governor. I'm not a hundred percent certain on that. Yeah, do do a quick Google and be, you know, feel feel free to interrupt me when you get that information. But the senator, senator. Okay, so you have your state senator go on vacation <laughs> when all this is happening is that the senator you want to represent you essentially if you're your own country like come on like how is that support for your if you uh, you hey i want to be a country uh i'm going on vacation see ya <laughs> like can you yeah. imagine if like our president Democrat or Republican decided, I'm going to go on vacation. America, you deal with it. See you later. Like, no. <laughs> That's yeah, ridiculous. that would be bad. Yeah. Be like, it would be like uh, when we were in the in the war in Iraq, Afghanistan, if like George W. Bush had been like, all right, well, I'm going to go to the Caribbean for like a week <laughs> or two for vacation. Uh, uh, you guys yeah. deal with this uh, situation, you know. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm it's, going. It's a little wild. <laughs> exactly. Or like, yeah, I'm going to Dubai. Like, what? <laughs> like, you would be mystified, you know, that your commander in chief decided to leave. Like, it doesn't matter, like, who or even what sort of, like, uh, political stance. I think it's dumb. You don't go on vacation when your state's under a rough patch or a country. Like, like we just made that comparison. So, them wanting to be their own thing, I just don't think it's right, right? Like, yeah, okay, you have sustainability because you got a lot of natural resources, right? They got with a lot of oil. I don't know if they're super big into coal. Um, so, but regardless, is like you have all these sort of natural gases and stuff like that that you you have to probably sustain your economy for the most part. But I just do not think it it would be smart. And I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. And you even made a point that I didn't even think about. What happens when Mexico says, hey, you know what? 
we kind of want a new province. We're going to invade. <laughs> and then now Texas is now part of Mexico. And there you go. You don't have, uh, one, you don't have, right, like essentially that fine line, that little border. Like now it's going to be all awkward. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, what happens, you know, now you're part of Mexican territory. Essentially, yeah. you're not a part of the U.S., you're not affiliated, and uh, I don't know, I just feel like that just uneven, like, just makes the playing field, like, very uneven. So, I just, no, it's not a smart idea, it's ridiculous, let this snowstorm be a realization that, like, huh, maybe maybe we should stay part of America, you know, like, and how, and have that federal assistance too. Like you, you're not going to have a national guard. You're not going to have just, there's just so much logistics that I don't feel like they're thinking about, or they're just being selfish. And it's like they're politicians or something like that, like wanting to benefit somehow in some way financially, as opposed to having to share possibly with government and pay government taxes. So there's that whole aspect of things too. And I think another thing that just, this just kind of like, uh, bring you know comes to mind is the idea of that global warming right like and now we're experiencing worse and worse storms because global warming doesn't mean no snowstorms what it means is worse snowstorms so that's also something to worry about and kind of pushing to a little bit more greener energy um i still think i I, i'm fine with the idea of mining like oil and getting oil and natural gases and stuff like that um, but just be careful with how much we do it because it's going to be harmful. And just up upkeep our little, you know, our uh, uh, our green sort of status, like right, like solar panels and all this sort of renewable energy. I think it's just the smarter way to go towards the future, especially with all this tech and stuff that we're using. But no. with that said, though, this also has me just because. It has me falling towards this uh, billionaire sort of tycoon thought, right? Like, who's benefiting? And it has me thinking about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Recently, Austin, in other news, uh, Jeff Bezos decided to step down from CEO of Amazon just because um, a lot of people speculate that uh, Amazon has been receiving a lot of just fire recently by the uh, consumer bases and by their workers, um, predominantly by their workers, from just, you know, like the work environment and stuff like that. So they're receiving a little, a lot of backlash. And Jeff Bezos doesn't want his name plastered as the CEO, you know, being this top of the dog rich man doesn't want to ruin his brand essentially being associated as the CEO of Amazon. So I think that's, um, I don't know. What is your thoughts on that? I, uh, what I read is that he, uh, what you read makes a lot of sense. Like he doesn't want the fire, but what I read was that he's stepping away as the CEO of Amazon because he wants to focus on, uh, I believe he has uh, a lot of money into a uh, a company kind of like what Elon Musk has, you know, where he wants to 
privatize going to space. Uh, and he has his own little like space exploration company, I guess. I don't know, really know what you'd call it, but, uh, uh, and he is obviously way behind what Elon Musk has going on. And what I read was that he stepping away from Amazon because he wants to focus on some of his smaller businesses, which I can completely understand because one Amazon is whether people like it or not, Amazon is here to stay and they're, they're probably safer than what even Walmart is now. They're, they're so safe. Their model is so safe. Like they don't need Jeff Bezos to be in fiddling in everything they're doing all the time. I mean, he probably realistically, he probably was already pulled the reins back so far to the point where he was just kind of going through the motions every single day. Uh, Cause once a company gets as big as Amazon is, like there's only so much that uh, you can try to control. It's, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on, and no one person can think of every single thing that's going on. So he's like, I think uh, I'm pretty sure Amazon, like a lot of big companies, has like a big board. So he probably wasn't making many of the decisions anyways. He was just like, ah, I just don't want to be as connected to Amazon as I was before. I'll still own the thing, but I don't want to have to get that phone call at 2 a.m. whenever something crazy bad happens. So I'm not surprised. Uh, hopefully hopefully this means that uh, him and Elon Musk will be going head-to-head in the space industry and we'll see some really crazy advancements. I love the idea that they are moving towards space. And yeah, um, that is one of the bigger things he's also going to. So... Um, I mean, I'm glad that that's also reasoning. Uh, and he, like I said, I feel like you don't necessarily need your name associated, or like you were saying, sorry, that you don't need your name essentially associated with Amazon, especially right now when you could focus on bigger and brighter things. So I, I'm excited with that these um, billionaires essentially are deciding, you know, we want to go to space. Because I think space exploration is really, it's a cool idea. Um, would I ever want to go to space when I think about that, right? Like, let's say they made commercial uh, spaceships. Would I don't know if I'd go on one, to be honest. I'd be kind of afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't 1,000% go. I love space. I've loved space my whole life. I, well, I love everything about space. It would have to I, be so established, though, that, like, it's just airtight, like, I don't have to worry about anything, you know? Like, roller coasters, for the most part, like, they're so advanced as of right now and their safety precautions that, like, yeah, go on a roller coaster. <laughs> I'll risk it. You know, there's still a bit of risk, but I'll go. I think like that's how I feel. If as safe as an airplane, like going on an airplane for a flight, basically. Airplanes kind of are a bit uh, scary as of right now. Boeing, oh poor Boeing. Uh, recent news is uh, they've had a they've all their private jets, I believe, grounded because there was a problem with their engine. And I'm like, Boeing's always having these issues where they have to ground their planes and uh fix these technical issues that they're having so that's kind of scary so right now plane travel for me is freaking out i've never been on a plane and uh boeing scares me <laughs> i mean i don't mean to like fear monger and i really hope that it's 
they're just technical glitches that they could easily fix mechanical i mean that they could easily fix and uh get out the way but yeah that's one thing that happened in recent news that when you mentioned airplanes that's what i thought about <laughs> but um you know news is news and we're we're kind of bit out of a of a time constraint and we got 10 more minutes so 10 more minutes, we, we, I want to talk about something fun. And uh, I think, uh, why don't you start us off, Austin? All right. So uh, recently, uh, as I may have mentioned before on the podcast or not, uh, Justin and I like to play video games. I don't know if you knew this. Um, <laughs> but uh, we really like to play our games. And one of the things that I've constantly about in my head and something i've really had with is people who get digital games i just don't understand it i am a hardcore physical copy of the game kind of guy and really i think in the last well probably in the last three years it's really become a thing like the digital should you get the game digital versus the verse uh versus the physical and like i don't know about you but i fall on that physical physical version of the game i love to have a shelf with all my games on it i like to be able to look at them because it's like you like if you have a digital version of the game you can't hold the game in your hands if you have a physical version of it like you can have it in your hands you can open it you can close it you hear the nice crisp popping of the plastic as you open up a brand new game is always a good sound to hear um so i am 100 percent in the physical physical group i like the physical versions of the game there ain't in my opinion that's the only way to do it what about you justin i am 50 50 so um back then i was really big into the physical copies like for example for xbox 360 and xbox i was always getting physical copies and i'm still collecting physical copies to the original xbox because um I know that there's going to come a time I'm not going to be able to find them, and I want them. Um, and I'm a big collector. Like, I collect comic books. I uh, I collect consoles, uh, particularly only Xbox. I collect all of their consoles. I have almost every generation or in every version of an Xbox. Like, I have two versions of the 360 um, that are very interesting to me. I have a collector's edition for the 360. Um, I have the original Xbox, and I want to get another version of the original Xbox that's also limited edition Halo copy that's all green. Um, I have two... I, well, I have three Xbox Ones <laughs> that are two... You know, that are... Uh, essentially, one of them is a limited edition, which is why I recently got it. So... I am a collector is my point. <laughs> and I do enjoy the physical copies for the 360 and, one, and the original Xbox. But when it came to the one, I only like to get specific games that I feel like I want to collect. Um, for example, the Mass Effect remastered copy is coming out. And I have a collector's edition that I had ordered. And um, I'm getting the physical copy for it as well. So because I think it's going to be a cool collector's item. 
But for the most part, I'm not too much for the disc uh, version with these modern consoles. Why? Because I have the ability to share uh, profile share with like another console. And so like you're getting essentially you're, you're paying for one game, but you're getting two copies. And um, I have two Xboxes. So if whoever comes by, like you come over, Junior comes over, Tyler, uh, my cousin or, you know, anyone else, I have this extra system. They come over. We could play uh, an online multiplayer game without having to worry about, oh, I only have one copy. Let's share, you know? Uh, So it's a fun experience. So as of right now, I do not get physical copies. Oh, it's worth mentioning. uh, I get the physical copies for the Switch. I, I... the Switch, yeah. reason being, Switch has a small memory slot. Like, there's not a lot of memory on it. Plus, it's really easy. They're small little chips, essentially, right, that you're just sliding in little cartridges. And it's super easy. And honestly, it just feels nice to click a cartridge right into the uh, Switch. So if I was anyone out there, I would get physical rather than digital on the Switch. But, no. Um, yeah, no, as of recent years, I have not been getting as many um, hard copies as I used to, like these physical copies of uh, video games. I, uh, I, mine is like, I, sh- I probably need to backtrack a little bit and say not every game I get will be a physical because I really like to have the physical versions of like Nintendo games specifically like Switch games 98% of them are physical games my GameCube my Wii all of those I mean obviously GameCube that's the only way you can do it but like Wii was when it kind of started you could get the digital games like I I like one of my big concerns is like uh, and it's one of the reasons I really sway towards the physical version of the game is like what if the online system for that console goes off and I can't go back and play this game that I loved as a kid? Like, I ha- there's probably some games that I had that were digital on my Wii. I don't know if I can go back and get them back and play them again because I don't think the Wii's, like, uh, network is up anymore. So that's always been one of my concerns. Now, like, certain games like with this new xbox i've yet to get a physical version of a game i just know it's like there's one there's not many games out but also it's just uh, the thing that always has started to frustrate me is that i don't like to have to gra- go to the disc tray and pop the discs in and out and i like to use my uh, xbox from home i like to have like a movie or some kind of sound going on and so I would always, if Justin would ask me to play a game or something, I'd have to pop out the disc, pop in the physical version of the game. So in that regard, it's much nicer. But like Nintendo uh, consoles specifically, like most of the time you're playing, let's be honest, Nintendo's online service, not very good. Most people don't really play those games online anyways. It's mainly you're, everybody's at somebody's house and you're just playing co-op together. So... Uh, I think I think uh, probably I guess I'd probably say seventy five twenty five. I'd rather have the physical version, but certain consoles I'm gonna go digital for sure. 
I, it's worth mentioning, too, that I don't want physical copies going away. Like, that's one thing that does scare me, right? Like, that we're going to digital society, right? Like, uh, where now we're having, we, as I stated before, we talked about this in the podcast, but Google Stadia was this idea of a streaming service for video games. You could stream anywhere and everywhere whatever game you want you click it and it's boom it's it's going to instantly work and it's going to run smoothly and it's going to be beautiful and everything and i think that's where we're headed more because now xbox uh has this sort of service where you can play off your phone you can play off your laptop and it's still in beta but they're now moving to this streaming service with their Game Pass. So I think eventually that's where it's going to lead. Everything's digital. But I don't want them to take out the disc tray because I like the idea. One, it has a Blu-ray player. And I like the idea that I can essentially collect something because, again, I'm a collector. So collecting this video game case or this limited edition steelbook case, like, so all these different games that I really like, um, I want to be able to make those purchases and physically hold it in my hand. And as for, I've also had the fear, like, okay, well, digital games are going to be scary because what happens when the network doesn't exist anymore your game's just gone well it is worth mentioning on xbox if you set your system as your home device you actually can download the game and it stays within the memory without having to pull from the network um so even if you're playing offline it your game will work because it's a it runs off the genuine download, not the network. So I would say that's something maybe you don't really have to worry about too much. Also, you really wouldn't have to worry about too much because I don't think the network for Xbox is going anywhere because they're combining. Think about the Xbox One and now the Xbox Series X. The Series X is a new generation of console, but they are keeping the... uh, OS and they're keeping the games all interconnected and same for 360 they're recreated all these games so you could emulate them and have that backwards compatibility um, that's gonna stay there forever in that network so I think back then that should have been a fear like for the 360 um, that should have been a fear for the original Xbox but with this new generation of model, we don't really have to worry about it too much. But at the end of the day, um, I would hope that they don't get rid of physical copies. But I'm all for digital as well. So with that said, we are at time. But I want to hear from you guys in the comments. We talked about a lot of interesting things. Uh, I would like to hear your guys' take or gals out there our listeners out there i would like to hear your take on the valentines i would like to hear your guys's take on texas should they not be a part of us and don't make it political please we're just talking about the whole idea of texas being separate 
Um, and I want to hear, do you like physical games or do you like digital? Me and Osti, we're kind of for both. A little bit more towards physical, but we're kind of for both. Um, so with that said, please leave those comments. We will read them. I want to read them. And, uh, yeah, let's start a conversation. So, with that said, we love you. Bye.